Mathilde Bia speaking. I'm a French architect specializing in reuse practices in the urban construction field. During this podcast, I'm going to share with you my experience of residing at the Villa Albertine 2023 in Portland, Oregon. The Donuts Day refers to the Donut Theory. It deals with urban planning, reuse, not recycling, by sharing life experiences, conversations, and personal thoughts. Materials, houses, clothes, everyday objects, books, records. Portland, Oregon is definitely the city of re-employment of products or materials. Today, I'm going to tour the sellers of reused materials and with a little luck, I can interview some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go around, you'll definitely find him. Uh, I think he's probably up on What does he look like? He's, he's a big guy. He's probably wearing his uh, reflective vest. He's got a big beard. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna find it. Can I go on that way? Yeah, yeah. The, the entire place is open except for that area over there. Oh. Everyone got a beard here. Well, it's like a real big a full beard. You'll see him. Okay. okay. Like real big. Bigger than that. Bigger than that for sure, yeah. <laughs> ambiance, musique et tout, comme partout. L'endroit est vachement organisé. So it's a beautiful shed. There is furniture, DIY tools, wood, wood and more wood, carpet, beautiful carpet tiles, magnificent in a very good condition. It's very well organized here. Oh, I think I found the manager. So this is what this is, and so basically I'm being called, but I'll make contact with you after I get that with my customer. But just to let you know, hey, come over here. So everything, everything that you see here, 95% of our inventory here would have went into the ground, into a landfill. So we encourage people to, before going to the dump, bring their items here. What we do, we display them for reuse. So people don't have to go buy brand new. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's our biggest mission. Another part of that is teaching people to reuse. You can use it for other intended purposes. Let's say, for an example, like a door. Okay, you may not need a door, but you can make a table out of a door. Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Just innovation. Innovation is key here. And so we have a lot of people that are very innovative, and they come in here and they buy stuff. I always ask them, "Hey, what are you, what are you making with that?" But what are you doing with this? They come up with great ideas. Let me show you one. Some people take the, they do garden art. Some people use tubs for different purposes other than bathing. They use them in their, for planters. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it goes on and on. So please walk around, feel free to walk around and see what we have here. Um, and welcome. Goodwood at Portland. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, Rebuilding Center 11, Goodwood, they do kind of like all kind of... But yeah, I'll give, I'll give you guys like the general Parkets, idea here. So we're, I'm sure you, as you guys are aware, we're a deconstruction company. And so uh, that's actually how I got started uh, here. 
Um, so in Portland, um, that ordinance, that's great ordinance that we have requiring is it just residential? Yes. Just houses, residential. Houses residential um, you know, houses um, 1940 or older having to be handy constructed. So um, we've got a crew of, you know, fluctuates between four to six folks. And we take down a house about like every week, week and a half, which is pretty crazy turnaround. And um, set it all aside and it all gets denailed. And then a big chunk of it comes here. Um, and get stacked, and then another big chunk of it, um, like the thicker dimensional stuff, gets taken to the mill that we work with called Trillium, um, and uh, and then that's how you get all of this material. This stuff, the redwood, comes from California, but it's the same process where we take it to the mill, and then we, you know, they feed it right through, and that's how you get all of these great, you know, just great new joinery. Um, you can see here how it all fits together. We've got all sorts of different profiles that we offer. Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a testament to how, you know, this could have been, you know, chipped up or thrown away because it looked old to whoever, you know, it belonged to. Maybe it was up for 40 years or something like that. Yeah. But we got our hands on it, and now it could live a whole other life. Total. Um, same material. Portland's nickname is Stemptown because until the late 18th century, the city was surrounded by logging and still today, the state of Oregon is the first wood producer with more than 16% of the national production. Douglas fir, cedar, spruce, the forest of giant trees and still very close to the city. In total, around 20 reuse stores dot the city of Portland, and I have visited almost all of them. Thank you. <laughs> so we, uh, we do full house deconstruction. We also uh, do commercial deconstruction as well, okay. if need be. Reclaim uh, Northwest at Portland. But, um, you know, the ordinance started here. Uh, we did it way before the ordinance, so people would choose to do deconstruction because it was the right thing to do, or that was their, you know, they were a green builder, or that was their, you know, their brand or their their mission, basically. So we've been doing it for, you know, over 25 years. Rebuilding Center at Portland. So our organization has 25 employees. Um, the store has... Full time? Uh, no. We have 22 full-time employees. And then we have a few part-time instructors who teach in our classes. But everybody else is full-time. In the store, we have um, 11 employees. And then we have you know, uh, program staff that run our education programming. And then we have administrative folks. Um, which it's interesting to me. You wouldn't think we would need that much administrative support, you know, or a store. But as a nonprofit, there's just a lot more functionality that we have to worry about. So we have, you know, a communications team and a fundraising team and a bookkeeper and an administrative director and me. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's 25 of us. 85, 80 to 85% of our funding comes from the store. Mm -hmm. And then um, about 15% comes from fundraising and 10% comes from 
that doesn't that doesn't make a hundred percent. Seventy five, I would say seventy five percent from the store. These are these numbers are shifting because we're doing more and more fundraising, um, and then uh, fifteen percent from fundraising and ten percent from our classes. So it's mostly the store, and then our expenses are um, mostly people. Eighty five percent are people. Yeah. So the store is like I think it's thirty eight thousand square feet. And then we have 15,000 square feet of off-site storage for extra stuff and for lumber, prepar lumber preparation and that kind of stuff. Um, we have a price guide that we've developed um, that gives a range based on the you know, the condition of various items. Um, and there's always outliers, things that are like strange or vintage or whatever that might get a different price point. But it's, um, it's definitely an art and you sort of have to see if you, you know if you've gone too high, basically. It's hard to say if you've gone too low, right? So we, we do a lot of experimentation with the pricing mm -hmm. um, we've also just recently started a um, a system where um, I don't know if there's like a lot of the thrift stores here do this where every price tag is a different color and but by month so like this month we're putting orange tags on everything out there or that was January's color January's color was orange so in four months from now all orange tagged items will be like 20% off so okay. we're, we're starting to do that to help us move through some stuff that's hard to sell. Um, but yeah, it's really, uh, and then we get people, we used to have a lot of haggling, a lot of people trying to get lower prices all the time. That was very yeah. stressful for our staff. Yeah. So now we only allow a 10% variance. And then if people want more, they have to see a manager. Um, and we try not to, they're already so low. The overwhelming majority of these reuse companies are full-profit companies. They prosper by circulating materials in the city and keeping them away from landfills and even recycling, which is still very energy-intensive. Beyond job creation and permanent strengthening of workforce skills, this soft economy provides many invisible benefits difficult to quantify or evaluate, such as community building or personal connections, trust, generosity, and many valuable services to Portland communities. Here, I share with you my impressions of a united city that is extremely avant-garde on all subjects of justice, race, climate, society. I would argue that some of the change that some of us are yearning for are already ingrained in their culture. In the interview extracts, you may have heard about an ordinance of deconstruction, so I suggest we talk about it in the next episode.
Great thanks to the Bring Shop Manager, the Good Wood Shop Manager, Tracy from Reclaim Northwest, Jackie Kirwak from the Rebuilding Center, and the Portland-based music groups heard in this episode, Tisper, Dump Balloon, Gail and Ballinger, and Bad Liars. This podcast is produced by Mathilde Billet, edited by Pierre Roulet, with the support of Ville Albertine.